the Spirit are in one, in one accord. The Bible says they are agreed as one. So if we want to the Holy Spirit to come and move, we need to know the Word, the water of the Word, the cleansing, the, the power that will cause men to repent, and we need to know the power of that was shed at Calvary, that blood begins to wash away your sins and mine. I pray right now for the power that raised Christ from the dead into their lives to transform them in Jesus' name. Uh, my wife knows uh, my rib has been kind of out in my upper back, but it feels Fine now. Yes, you know. Amen. Praise God. So I think I, I think the Lord really healed my back. And this morning it was really bothering me, but it doesn't hurt me now. Amen. If we can know that the mercy of God is at our disposal 24-7, we don't have to feel wonderful things around us to go serve God, to go do things, we can be more than conquerors. Yeah. That's why I quit doing things by what I feel. Or what I hear, or what's the environment around me. Because ever if I ever did that, I would have been dead a long time ago. I remember I'm doing a tent crusade. Well, planning a tent crusade. And in this one township, in South Africa, there's a huge shrine and a witch doctor. Next to the field, and my interpreter and a few of my pastor friends went with me, and when they knew, there's a warlock next door. They said, oh no, he's got a, a good with a spirit of death. He's got snakes and whatnot, you know. But God told us to go do a crusade. How are we going to do a crusade with a next door with a witch and whatever casting, you know, curses and spells and incantations and whatnot? We cannot. There's going to only be one person. It's going to be us preaching on that ground with no other interference. But how do we get this man to understand what you're talking about? It's the power of the Holy Spirit, which is activated by the blood. And as I went to talk to this man, that I need him to take away, we need to burn down everything, because he need, I have a better deal than he has. Everybody that was, I thought was close to me, all of a sudden I saw nobody was there. <laughs> because no, no, they're not ready to die. They're not ready to die. But the Spirit of God was just wailing up in me. And as I walked into that, you know, I wasn't saying anything, but in my spirit, you know, so, so, someone says, even though I sleep, my spirit is awake. The Spirit was rumbling and, and, and releasing the power as I walked into that shrine. And guess what? The moment I stepped into that shrine, everything fell dead. I haven't said a word. I haven't cast out any demons. Everything bad. Because the power that you carry, if you know it, is greater than any other power. Amen. When you are under the blood, there is nothing that the enemy can do to you. Amen. He can try, but always you win. Amen. This man comes out from the back. He's screaming because his snakes and everything just fell. They died. And he's wondering that he's coming and he will start talking. And I tell him, 
I'm a man of God. I'm going to do a crusade here, and I need you to move your children. We need to burn this thing because I want to introduce you to a man who has even greater power than the power you have. But this is my life rule, my livelihood. I've been doing this for 30 years. It doesn't matter. At that point, the little, little gourd with the spirit of death that is you know, moving, floating in the air, he says, well, wait till this one touches you. Then you fall and you die. Well, it came and rubbed off on me. Nothing happened. And I told him, well, I'll give you three minutes. You're going to get saved. In three minutes lasted, I didn't fall down dead. Three minutes later, he had nothing left. Everything that he thought he had could not, was no match for the power of the blood of Jesus. Right there, I led him to Christ. We burned everything. We had a huge bonfire. And he started serving in the ministry the next day. True story. You know why? Because I presented the power of the Holy Spirit through the blood of Jesus that was not, he had never experienced anything like that. And he said, what can I do? And I said, well, first you get saved, and then you can come work at the tent. And he started helping and serving. He's a minister today. How do you change a nation? That's how you change a nation. Not, about not preaching them to death, but demonstrating the power of God. Amen. There's nothing wrong with preaching or teaching. But that's why Paul says that my teaching and my preaching was in the demonstration. You see, what God is doing here and now is equipping you for a life of glory and power. So let's answer this. Is this applying, this pleading the blood, sprinkling the blood, is it for today? Exodus chapter 12, verse 23 and 24. Now, this is from a scenario, from a situation when God was about to deliver uh, the, Egypt, uh, the Israelites from Egypt. And he told them, I want you to put blood on your doorposts. Yes. I read 23 and 24. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over. The door and not allow the destroyer to come into your house to strike you. Now, this is the key. He says, when he sees the blood, it is the same today. When God sees the blood, he has mercy. Yeah. Verse 24. And you shall observe this, the sprinkling of blood, as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. He says, you are going to practice the sprinkling of blood for you and your sons. Now, why sons? Because uh, in those days, it was the man of the house that was responsible for putting the blood on, on the house. Now, there's another message there because the man of the house provides the covering, the protection, right? Mm -hmm. Christ is the head of the man. But that's why he says that you and your sons, because he was supposed to pass on that uh, information, the mentoring and the teaching to his sons. Amen. Amen. But he says, you shall do this forever. First Peter, we're going to the New Testament now. Is this for us as New Testament believers? Yes. Second, uh, First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. I'm reading from the Amplified. They say, come, unlike living stones, be yourselves built into spiritual house for a holy, dedicated, consecrated priesthood to offer up those spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. 
Now, I want you to mark this. Oh, and we're going to connect it here before we finish this. He says, I want you to offer those spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God. But first, he says, I want to build you into a spiritual house, into a priesthood. In the Old Testament, it was only the priest that would sprinkle the blood. Mm -hmm. Now, stay with me. And if you continue coming to this series, you're going to discover when we talk about all the, 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 the salvation and all the things in the blood. But the priest was the only one who could go in and sprinkle the blood. Now God says through Jesus Christ is building you into a spiritual house, into a priesthood, into a New Testament priest. So that you, like the Old Testament priest, will continue the ministry of the priest or the priesthood of God by the sprinkling of blood and other things. You are a New Testament priest if you're a believer in Christ. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about Israel. I'm not talking about the Jews. That's entirely, you know, there are people that say we have replaced the Jews and whatever. We are not. We are Gentiles born through the blood by the grace of God. Israel and the Jews, they're God's people and they're always going to be. So I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about right now, I'm talking about the, the priesthood that you and I are. If we are being washed by the blood. Now, like in the Old Testament, they were offering animals and goats and cows. Now it says, I'm building you into these New Testament believers in Christ. If you're being washed by the blood, you become a priest unto me. And you continue offering the sprinkling, the applying, the pleading of the blood of Jesus Christ. That the application of the blood is so crucial to you and I, to your everyday life, if you're going to be victorious. If you are going to know the fullness of the power of God. So how do we apply this as New Testament believers? Listen to this. The Israelites sprinkled the blood in Egypt and it brought deliverance. Rahab used the bloodline token and it brought deliverance to our household. The high priest of the Old Testament sprinkled the blood and brought forgiveness to the land for that year until the next ceremonial uh, sacrificial uh, gathering and ordinance or whatever activity that will, will take place. Now, listen to this. Jesus sprinkled his own blood and purchased salvation for all mankind. You remember, there are three ministries that Jesus had to perform. And one of them is the ministry of the great high priest. That's why in Hebrews, he says that we have a high priest over the house of God. Because we have entered God's house, when we enter God's house, Jesus Christ is the high priest in the house of God. You see, he had to perform the ministry of the Lamb of God when he walked into the earth. Okay? Oh, I'm getting on a buddy train now. But he, Jesus, just being the Lamb of God wasn't enough to, to save him. He had to be the great high priest who would take his own blood and present it to God. Oh, are you following me, church? Yes. He has to go in and take the blood and perform another ministry of the great high priest and sprinkle the blood seven times over the mercy seat, almost over himself because the Bible told us that he became the mercy seat. So he had to die and rise from the dead so he can fulfill that ministry. Yes. Mm -hmm. Of course.
the great high priest. Oh, this is good. You see, in the Old Testament, they offered animals. In the New Testament, we offer spiritual sacrifice. The scripture we just read. Even in Romans, he says, what does he say? Give yourself to God. Offering those sacrifices, spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable. It's not by cutting yourself. It's not by when you fuss so much and you roll on the floor and yell and scream. And, no, it's simple. He says, get a hold of the blood. Because the sacrifice that God is looking for is spiritual. And that sacrifice has already been offered by Jesus Christ himself. So all you need is just get a hold of the blood and go. You don't need to holler and scream and roll and weep. You know, you can't if the Holy Ghost is moving you, but it's not necessary. Amen. But what is necessary is faith. If you believe in the blood of Jesus, if you believe in the shed blood of Christ, let me tell you, you own this town. You have authority to speak into this town. Because on the blood of Jesus, God will have mercy over this town, over your town, over the over humanity. It's on the basis of the blood, not because we have prayed so much and we have done wonderful crusades and meetings. All those are just the fruit of the blood, which is redemption. Yes. Are we getting somewhere with this? Amen. Oh, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> so, like I said, if the blood of Christ must be sprinkled, it has to be applied or pleaded or sprinkled by the priest. Okay? And we yeah. are the New Testament priests. Any one of you right. can walk in the power, the fullness of the power of the blood of Christ if you just have faith in it and begin to speak it, apply it, talk it, declare it, bathe in it. <laughs> Jesus said you are clean except your feet. In other words, he says, I just want you to wash. How do you wash? You wash with the word, the water of the word and the blood. And as we read in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7 and 8, that the blood, the spirit and the word agree as one. Now, this, you need to put this in your spirit. Because they agree as one, they can, they're not contradicting themselves. That's why when you honor the blood, the Holy Spirit is in agreement. Oh, you need to put this in your spirit. When you honor the blood of Christ, the Word of God and the Spirit are in one, in one accord. The Bible says they are agree as one. So if we want to the Holy Spirit to come and move, we need to know the word, the water of the word, the cleansing, the, the power that will cause man to repent, and we need to know the power of the blood. Because those three are the witnesses here. In heaven we have the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. On earth we have the Spirit, the water, and the blood. Oh, dear friend, you need to go search it, and you need to go study it, because this is going to free you and bring you into another realm of, of this power of victory and just enjoying God. Because now it's no longer depending on your abilities. Amen. It's not depending on how spiritual you are. Amen? Amen. There's a lot of spiritual people out there, yeah. and yet they are not in the Spirit of God. They are not in God. But there's all, a lot of spiritual stuff going on. I see them in the paper in this town. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The blood speaks. Hebrews 12, 24. We already 
mentioned that. And Jesus, the mediator or go-between or agent of the new covenant, and to the spring, spring of blood which speaks of mercy. I'm reading from the Amplified. It speaks a better and noble and more glorious message than the blood of Abel, which cried out for vengeance. Now go with the whole chapter together context. He's talking about when you enter heaven, you have not only come into the presence of God, but also the blood is mentioned. That's how important and precious the blood of Jesus is to God. He said, oh, by the way, you've come into my presence, you've come among angels, but you've also come in the presence of the blood. Now somebody asked me, how often should I apply the blood? I would say, as often as you need to. See, as a matter of fact, if you make it a lifestyle to live in the blood, sleep in the blood, walk in the blood, the enemy cannot attack you. So you need to know how, because it's not about saying, oh, now, how many times, uh, it's not about repetition. But it's about speaking it. And I noticed this. The people that are demonically possessed or influenced cannot speak out the blood of Jesus. Out loud. They cannot. I've done enough deliverance. <laughs> and every time you say, you touch the spirit and you say, say the blood of Jesus. They can't say it. If they can't say it, they need to be delivered. Amen? Amen. See, the blood of Christ. Oh. The blood. I mean, do you know that somebody will blaspheme the name of God but not the blood? Mm. I've encountered witches and warlocks that will say bad things about God's name, but they'll never mention the blood. Because that's where the key to our victory is. That's why I'm teaching you this. Because if you need a miracle, you can just speak the blood, release the blood over you. You don't even need anybody to pray for you. You can, you can begin to deliver yourself. To deliver literally. Because as you begin repetitiously, if you have to, speak the blood of Christ. The more you speak it, the more you speak it, you're going to even begin to feel the presence of God intensify and intensify. And anything in you that cannot understand that the power of the Holy Spirit that is answering the blood is going to get out. I've seen it over and over. The blood of Christ. The destroyer cannot stop where the blood is. That's why in, in, in Exodus 12, he told him, I want you to put it on your doorpost. When I see the blood, I'm going to pass by. And the destroyer, I'm not, he's not going to touch you because of the blood. Today, Christ has already shed the blood. What we have is to begin to apply it. Not apply it religiously. That is foolish and stupid. Not apply it uh, so we, we fulfill a, a ritual. Because Andrew said you can just talk the blood. But that's why the Bible says you can receive it through faith. You can unlock the power through faith. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. You can begin to rest in the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You can rest. Yeah. 
Oh, we're going to fight. There's rest in the blood. Do you, do you know that? There's victory in the blood. The Bible tells us in Revelation, they overcame him by what? The blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, but it's the blood first. Before they testified, they used the blood. How did they overcome with the blood? Because they spoke the blood. They declared the blood. They bleeded the blood. They sang the blood. I remember in Uganda praying for revival. We will spend hours as a whole auditorium and we will say in unison, we, re we confess the sins of this country and we apply the blood of Jesus. We as one voice, we will say that over and over and over. And guess what? It wasn't too long. A great awakening came. Not only in one community, the whole nation. Because everywhere you begin to apply the blood of Jesus, heaven comes on a standstill. Because now the blood, as we mentioned in here for revival, we apply the blood for mantras, the blood for America. God, as we apply the blood, God hears mercy. Have mercy on America. Have mercy on America. Have mercy on my marriage. Have mercy on me. You see what I'm saying? You may not even know, but the applying that begins to release the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm asked to finish this by releasing yes. the power of the blood. Yes. You see how simple it is? Yes. People ask me, how do you apply the blood? This is how you apply the blood. You begin to sing it. Yes. <laughs> I've, I mean, I've sung the blood over my diagnosis from the doctor that I'm pre-diabetic. I've sung the blood yes. and I've sung over my, and then I've walked into heaven and I said, God, begin to replace my pancreas with a new one. Yes. And I'm going to bring you a report next time I see the doctor. You know why? Because through the blood I can walk into heaven, into the storehouse of heaven, and ask God for a new one. Amen. You see, there are not many things I don't pray for healing anymore. Because God has got a storehouse, a warehouse, Amen. full of parts, yes. and we are here trying to say, God, would you please just fix it? Amen. <laughs> God, just fix it, God, if you love me. Ooh, what a bunch of blood. Huh? Now think about it. You are a son and a daughter who has access the Bible says to the Holy of Holies. What was in the Holy of Holies before I finish here? The Holy of Holies, every time the priest went into the Holy of Holies, and if the sacrifice was good for that year, he will come back with blessings. He will declare blessings, forgiveness, all the things for that whole year. Why? Because once they went into the Holy of Holies, and he did not die, he will come back. Do you know why Jesus came back to earth in Matthew 28? Because after he performed the ministry of the great high priest and his blood was good, he had to come back. Are you listening to me, church? He had to come back and, ask the, and declare that all power, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now I give it to you. On what basis? No, 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 but I hear you. On what basis? There you have it. The Great Commission is founded on the blood of Jesus. It was on the basis of the blood, after being the great high priest, he had to come back and give us everything. Now, this great high priest we have did not give us the blessing for just one year. See, the Old Testament priest will be for one year, and then they will have another ritual where we'll take in a sacrifice and present. This one is for all time until he returns. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
now we can begin to partake of the blessings of redemption. The blessings that are in the blood, through the blood, by the blood. Because Jesus, the great high priest, who for once and for all entered into the heavenlies. Amen? Amen. The blood of Jesus. Oh. So we release the blood by singing it, receiving it, acknowledging it, honoring it, and trusting in the blood and the effect of the blood and begin to release verbally. I have noticed every time I speak out the blood loud, it's like just billows and waves of God's anointing. Every time I want you, I want you to begin to release the blood. Are you sick in your body? Do you need a breakthrough somewhere? I want you not to just to go to God as a beggar. Because you're not. Amen? Amen. Amen. You are a son and you're a daughter and you have access to everything. Your great high priest has purchased through his own blood. Yes. Amen? Yes. And you can begin to access. Next time I'm going to talk to you about the power of the anointing that you can access through the blood of Christ. If you want to be anointed, if you want to experience the power of God in your life, doesn't matter what you do. Is this the power for life and for service? Amen? Amen? When you understand that, your life can never be the same again. On our network, wherever you are right now, I want to pray. Let's just stretch your hands to towards the, the, the camera. Just with Father God, we just pray for that one that is watching right now. Just put your hand where the pain is. If you got pain, pain everywhere, just put it all over your head. In the name of Jesus, we release the miracle working power of the Holy Spirit through the, the blood of Christ to touch your body from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And we curse infirmity, disease, and sickness in the name of Jesus. And we release deliverance, healing in your body, health in your body, peace in your life. And we pray for those that are wanting to start a relationship with Christ. Say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. Wash me with your blood. Fill me with your power so that I can live a holy life for you. From now on. Amen. Friend, if you have said that prayer as simple as it was, you have invited Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Now find a spirit-filled church and put Jesus first in your life and he's going to transform you into the person he's created you to be. God bless you. God loves you and so do we. If you have been washed by the blood, you become a priest unto me and you continue offering the sprinkling, the applying, the pleading of the blood. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. In today's society, people are constantly trying to climb the mountain of success, chasing things that will soon fade away, whether it's a career, an investment opportunity, or a relationship. The pursuit of happiness seems to be never-ending. But what if there was something that if you would only pursue it, it would transform your life forever? Well, there is. And Dr. Andrew tells us what it is and how we can attain it. Why?
Why did Jesus walk in such authority, in such power? Are we not fulfilling the Great Commission? Why are we not turning cities upside down? You see, Jesus, he said, the, the prince of this world is coming, but he's not going to find anything in me. Why? He was saying, I have a pure heart. My hands are clean and my heart is pure. In his nine-part DVD series, Pursuing a Pure Heart, Dr. Andrew teaches us what is a pure heart, the significance of a pure heart, how to obtain a pure heart, and the importance of maintaining a pure heart. As our thank you gift for becoming a Kingdom Impact Ministry partner, we will send you this impactful teaching series, Pursuing a Pure Heart. Your financial support and prayers helps us to be God's voice in the nations of the world, and we are thankful for all who partner with us. Please call, write, or connect with us online for information on how to become a Kingdom Impact Ministry partner today.